Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Building from the Bottom podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of you, wherever you're from and whenever you're listening to this podcast. Today is actually Thursday. I'm recording this a few days earlier than normal. It's Thursday the 8th of October 2020, and it's actually 8.45 in the morning. The sun's been up for just over an hour, and I'm feeling pretty good today. I'm feeling pretty good. The weather, the weather isn't that great here in Derby, but actually it doesn't really matter what the weather's thinking because I'm probably going to be inside most of the day. Today's topics, we've got a bunch of different topics ranging from working hours and how many hours you should be working or could be working and, well, really how many hours I'm working at the moment on my company. But also I'm going to be looking at other topics like taking a break. It's extremely important to take breaks and also how to talk about to your potential audience online about your business and just generally how to talk to people online i think think that's a really important topic when you're starting a business and so i really want to bring these few topics to you guys today over the next half an hour so i'm just going to jump straight in really and talk about working hours how many hours should you be working when you're starting the company well it really really depends If you've got a side hustle, if you're doing this thing full time, those are obviously two major, major factors. If you have kids, that will also impact how many hours you're going to be working on your company. And the same if you have a wife or husband. Now, for me, obviously, I'm still at university at the moment. And I've pretty much just started. I'm about a week or two into the term. And my working hours really start about half eight nine o'clock and i work through till give or take about 6 p.m ish now i have lectures in between that that i have to attend online but nine times out of ten i'm usually doing work in the background and having that more as a a podcast that i occasionally check on the video and i spend about three hours a week in university in person But again, I'm sitting at the back of the class and I'm working. So it's kind of a mixed approach, really, what I do with university, because I really want to spend as much time as I can on the business. So that's what I'm doing at the moment. Now, some people value university probably more than me. And also some people probably don't value university at all. So obviously that comes down to personal preference if you're at university. And the same if you've got a job. It might be worth, if you have a job, having a conversation with the people that you work with to try and adjust your hours so it can work in their favour, but also work in yours so you can get more solid chunks of time to work on your own business that you're building. So about weekends, bedtimes, TV, these are all different topics that you see a lot of big entrepreneurs talking about. And I just wanted to address what I'm doing at the moment and the importance of this routine that I've built really. I know I'm super productive on mornings, so I really utilize that fact. And I also know that when it comes to the evening, I start to get a bit groggy, I'm not as productive, and I'm just not there in terms of the business face that I need to have and the focus really that I need. So what I've done, I've adjusted my routine to fit that, so I'm spending less time wasted if you want to call it that so 
Nine times out of 10, I'll wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning and I'll then be working for like a few hours really um, before the sun comes up, before the world wakes up. But it's not working on the business, that's working on myself. So things like exercising, um, reading a book, all these sorts of things are what I do in that time because it's just my time. And I feel like when it's early in the morning, no one's awake, it's time to focus on me. And then obviously, as I said, half eight, nine o'clock, I start to really clock into work and start working on the business, whether that's working on the marketing, the sales or any other side of the business really. And then um, once I clock out, nine times out of 10, I call my girlfriend first and we have a, a chat for about half an hour. And then I usually make dinner nine times out of 10, but I'll tell you the day that I don't really. And then I'll watch some TV with dinner and I'll go to bed about 10 o'clock. That gives me eight, roughly eight solid hours of sleep. I say roughly because sometimes it'll be quarter past 10. Sometimes it might be five to 10 and it just kind of varies around the kind of 10 o'clock mark really. So that's what I do. That gives me eight hours of solid sleep. So my sleeping habit is still there. I personally don't believe that you have to sacrifice like a lot of sleep when it comes to starting a business. And in terms of watching TV, again, I find that watching TV really allows me to switch off. And by doing that, it allows me to wake up in a better mood, makes me more productive the next morning. And also it allows me to have a better sleep. I find that if I try and go straight from work to sleep, I don't sleep well at night. So I need something to kind of distract my mind. And I find that watching other people's craft allows me to do that. A lot of people forget that people spend hours and hours working on these TV shows, on these movies. And that's someone's craft. Someone got paid money to do that. And actually someone worked very, very hard to make these TV shows, whether it's a blockbuster hit or whether it's some small independent company making a film they put in a lot of effort so by watching tv shows not only do i appreciate their effort but the content usually allows me to take the perspective of a character and apply that to my own life and allows me to just have a different outlook on my own life and see how i can really better myself and oftentimes i find that by putting myself in someone else's shoes like that it allows me to really round myself off and realize where I'm doing things wrong, where I could be better, etc. So evenings for me are quite analytical. It's quite kind of focused on how could I be a better person and also switching off for the night. In terms of weekends, nine times out of 10, I'm working weekends. I'll be honest with you guys. It's pretty much the same routine as the weekday. However, Sundays in particular are usually my days for recording the podcast. It's more of a reflection day really. And I might tie up a few loose ends that I have from the week that I may not have had chance to do, or I just haven't got chance to cross them across the line. And it's quite admin-y my Sundays are. I usually try and you know make sure my documents are up to date. And I also plan for the week ahead by doing a Trello board, breaking down all the tasks I want to do for the next coming week 
some of those are repeat tasks like client work every week i'm going to have client work coming in so that's just got to be done and then there's also the marketing side which i post three times a week at the moment so sundays for me are really analytical they're really well are really planning and admin sorry and that really allows me to prepare myself so on monday morning i wake up and boom i know exactly what i'm doing on the morning i know exactly how my week's going to run and it just allows me to be planned for that week ahead sundays as well i might finish earlier spend some time you know playing xbox and just allowing myself some time to be myself the truth is a lot of people get caught up in the journey and they put a lot of pressure on themselves i think that yes you want to put pressure on yourself with deadlines and things which i'll come on to a little bit later but also you have to enjoy the process and still continue to do things that you enjoy so i don't think sacrificing 3 hours a week for example playing a bit of xbox i don't think that's bad because i enjoy it it allows me to be more creative it allows my mind to just take a break and just like when you go to the gym you might have one day a week where you don't do exercise well sunday is that day for me it's the day where my brain doesn't want to focus too heavy it just wants something quite relaxed and hence i do my podcast i do self reflection i look at how the past week's gone i look at how the next week's going to go and i start to just put some plans in place one of the evenings that i do work a little bit later is thursday so today is that day i am now working with a coach and usually the call is going to be half 7 till 8 p.m. in the evening so i'll probably work up till that time to be honest and then just kind of take my evening from there i'll just spend a little bit less time watching tv and yeah i'll probably spend like an hour tonight watching tv which is two episodes of the current series that i'm watching but that could vary that definitely could vary and i think having a bit of flexibility in your schedule is always good evenings for example if i don't complete something by 6 o'clock i don't just stop at 6 p.m. i'll just continue until i complete it unless it's a very very long task and i know that it's going to take me a good few hours or an hour or two to get this next bit this next bit done and then i'll just leave it for the next day and i'll probably either complete it first thing or i'll do a few small tasks in the morning and then come on to it a little bit later in the day So as a round off that is basically what my working schedule looks like at the moment I try and get a lot of time in to focus on myself I try and get time in to give my mind some rest because I think that's really important to continue to show up your best self to the work that you're doing Everyone talks about you need to have this hustle mentality 24/7 you've got to be on the go I think it's really important to yes work hard but also continually take breaks which is my next point taking breaks is extremely important if you don't take breaks then you don't show up your best to work even when you think you do you're not now i read this book called why we sleep by matthew harper i think it was um or something similar to that matthew someone and he was talking about sleep and he said usually if your if you've had a deprivation of sleep you don't feel it you don't feel like you're really really tired you feel like you're still that best person but the truth is you're not your reactions are slower you your brain isn't processing things as quickly and so when you're doing work it means overall the amount of work you're getting done is not as much but also you're not 
producing the best work that you possibly could produce. And that's really important. Clients expect that work to be of a high standard. So you have to continually show up as your best self else. You never know, you might lose a client or a customer or whatever. So remember, if you're on your road to success, to take breaks, not only does it allow you to recharge, but it also allows you to look around, process where you are right now and process where you want to be, which is really important. Breaks also allow you to focus on yourself and to take some time to clarify exactly why you're on the journey that you're on and what you are hoping for at the end of this journey. Truth is a lot of us get into the sticker things. We get very single-minded. But the truth is if you focus on where you are right now too much, then you could potentially, like concrete, get stuck. You have to continuously be moving, trying new things, figuring out, is this really the path that you want to be on? And are you still on the road to reaching your goals? And the truth is, sometimes that answer will be no. And when that answer is no, then it's up to you to figure out, okay, what do I do? Do I adjust the business? Do I adjust my habits? Do I adjust the people I'm spending time with? Truth is right now, I'm spending a lot of time by myself, like a lot of time. And it's probably 95% of the time I'm by myself. I've either got my earphones in or I'm editing someone's video or I'm listening to a podcast, you know, all these sorts of things. I think the moral of the story right now is remember to take breaks and audit your life and make sure that it's really the path that you want to be on. I wish I could have told myself this in the beginning. Truth is, it's, it's really unhealthy to work extreme hours. If you're working like 20 hours a day and you've got four hours sleep, it's, it's true that yes, hard work does pay off. But if you don't give yourself time to recharge, you can end up having a crash just like Tom that was on this podcast. I think it was season two, chapter two, sorry. So go and check out that episode if you're really interested in that topic. Tom has some interesting stories. He had a crash. He had this hustle mentality and he realized that your health has to come first. So make sure you're putting your health first above all. Now we're going to move on to specific work and how to really be intentful when you're doing your work deadlines really really help you to continuously be productive if you start to really dig down into the deep of it and the hours that you're spending on work is every single hour really getting the most that you can possibly get out of it if you set your deadline to say I have 10 activities to do and they've all got to be done by Sunday. And right now it's Monday. You're giving yourself seven days to do these tasks. So you'll probably spend seven days doing those tasks. But if you look back at your week, you may have realized that you could have done 20 tasks. The truth is not all tasks are going to take several hours. Some may take 20 minutes. And if something takes 20 minutes, usually it's worth just quickly doing it and getting it out of the way. If you drag these things on, 
yes, you may be putting in so many hours, but you're not getting as much work done as the other people that are putting in five days a week. So just think about that. You don't have to work weekends. You don't have to work evenings. You don't have to work mornings. Figure out when you're most productive and use that to your advantage. Fit the work in to shorter timeframes that will force you to be more productive, that will force you to get a lot more work done. And it's working smart as well. If you set a deadline and you miss it, you feel bad. So next time you're putting more effort and more work. It's better to miss and learn than just not try and be better. And I think that's really important to think about. So now we're going to move on to talking about yourself online. What's really important when you talk about yourself and your business online is that you have to talk about your business online. The truth is if you're building something, if people don't know what you're building or what you're doing, they're not going to convert. And usually it's easier to convert your current audience than to try and find someone new. I've had a lot of people on LinkedIn recently saying, Hey Gareth, so I've seen you started this new business, but what do you actually do? You never talk about your business. And the truth is I don't. And the reason I don't, I don't want to seem like I'm always trying to sell people things or always trying to get the attention of someone to do something or to pay me money for my business or my services. And that's really important. Not everyone is going to want your services. So think about that when you're producing content online. Think about it. Think about what you want to share with your audience. Spend time, you know, you can write plans, write posts. When you're talking about your business online, you don't want to bombard people posting 24 seven. This is my company. You want to take the time to plan your content so that maybe one post a week is about your business or about something that you've done in your business. Maybe it's the services you offer. Maybe it's a client testimonial. Maybe it's that you've just reached a new milestone or you've just reached a hundred followers or you've just reached a thousand followers or you've just started to build a community. We've just started an Instagram page. There's lots of new milestones that we reach on a weekly basis. Sharing one post a week about your business. Let's be honest, if anything, people are going to be like, oh, wow, that's amazing, especially if you're on LinkedIn, I add. LinkedIn seems to have a positive community that I really love. It's one of the favorite, it's one of my favorite things about the platform. So don't be afraid to talk about your business online. I need to do more of it. I'll be honest, I hold my hands up high and I'm going to in good time. Over the next week or two, I'm looking at my services, making sure they're really, really effective for my current audience. And then I'm going to be sharing more content around what I'm doing, what's going on, and really just what I do as a business. A lot of people don't know. I've got just over 4,000 followers on LinkedIn. And I know that's not the, like it's not a million, but 4,000 people, try climbing them in jury room and you'll start to realize how many people that actually is. 4,000 people, that could be enough clients for me for life. So that really puts it into perspective. And yeah, 
never put yourself down and also don't be afraid to talk about your business. The next point is if you don't ask, you don't get. But whilst this statement is true, nobody owes you anything. You could comment on someone's post, 10 different posts, 20, 30, 40 different posts, and they may never respond. But they don't owe you a response. They don't owe you that 10, 20 seconds of their time to respond to your comment. Yes, you may have given them the time, but they don't necessarily owe you that. But when it comes to things, when it comes to these people online, if you want to engage with someone, if you want to try and get someone's attention, if you don't ask people, then you're not going to get. Now, yeah, you could ask and someone could say, oh no, I'm not linking you up to that person or, oh no, I don't want to spend time with you or, you know, not even respond. I've had it. I've had every single one of those. I've tried to reach out to someone and I haven't got a response. Someone that I thought, hey, I, I could work with you or I could give you something or I've got an opportunity for you and I just haven't got a response. And, it, and it's the same. If you just don't ask, then you're basically never going to know. And that's really important. It's really important. You've got to remember to balance these two things between nobody owing you anything and also not asking. I personally, if I have an idea, if it involves people around me, you know, I'll reach out to people that I know that can potentially link me to the next person that I need to get to, or I'll ask someone for advice. And usually if you're asking someone for advice, they'll usually give you advice, especially if they're quite nice people. For example, I'm doing a project at university and most people are looking at business brands. I'm personally going to look at personal brands. I'm looking at Gary V. He's huge, um, multi-millions of followers across his social media channels. But I knew someone that used to work for Team Gary V. So I reached out to him and I was like, hey, I've got this project for university. I've got a deadline in like four weeks time. Do you know if I would be able to get in contact with Team Gary V? It's not Gary Vee himself, it's Team Gary Vee. And ask them a few questions that could potentially help my assignment. Now, obviously it's based on Gary Vee and it would be awesome if one of them dropped the line to Gary when passing through a corridor, for example. But the truth is, he doesn't know who I am. I'm, I'm tiny in comparison. So there's a lot of people trying to chase him that are of relative size to me, bigger and smaller. So to be honest, even if I don't get in touch with Team Gary v, I'll still be able to complete the course and complete my work. But I just thought it would be quite cool to get a few statements from people at their offices and just really see how they work. It's a really cool company, just like I love Social Chain. VaynerMedia is another cool company that I love. And so I thought, you know, that would be quite cool to look at. And why not? I took a different perspective on the initial assignment. Why not? But coming back to the point, nobody owes you anything, but the fact that I asked this guy and he responded and he said, oh yeah, you might want to try and get in touch with this guy. It would be tough to get Gary for four weeks time because his calendar's really booked, but you may be able to get in contact with someone here. I thought that was really nice of him and I really value this person even more now that he offered me advice. And I also checked in with him a few weeks ago, which is why I asked, but I thought, what a guy and if i can ever help him in any way 
I will be sure to show up, even if that's just commenting on a post to give it a little bit more engagement on the algorithm. So just think about the opportunities out there. Everyone says, oh my God, there's a lack of opportunities. COVID has happened and there's no jobs. Truth is there's jobs. Yeah, it's changed a little bit. Yeah, you might not be able to get that dream job that you wanted, but there's still opportunities out there for you to be more and obtain more and also build yourself, build your value. And you never know, if you are trying to chase after that dream job or you're trying to build that dream company, you may have had a knockdown after COVID. You may have had a knockdown because your wife or your husband said, oh, I don't like the idea. Screw them. I don't let anyone, anyone dictate what I do. The people around me, they can give me ideas. Yes. If it's a good idea, I'll take it on board. I'll think about it a few days. And if I decide to implement it, that was my choice. But I don't have to. And that's the key point. If, especially if you're building a company, whether you're a freelancer, whether you're a business owner, whether you're doing a side hustle, whatever you're doing, don't let anyone dictate your decisions in life and also in business. Final point on my little post-it note, pink post-it note, if you want that extra inside knowledge. Bringing value to others online. I always talk about building content and being a content creator on LinkedIn. And I've tried other platforms as well. I've tried Instagram. I've tried uh, Facebook, just a touch, and also um, YouTube as well. I've also tried Byte, again, just a little bit. And I've got my Twitter account as well that I occasionally tweet about. Bringing value to others is probably the key, like a really key point on social media. Producing content just for producing content's sake doesn't really work, I'll be honest. I've tried it, it doesn't work. Happens quite a lot on my Twitter, I'll be honest, but you need to make sure that you're bringing value to others, whatever that value may be. For example, this podcast, it brings value to you because you are a potential business owner. You're thinking about starting a business. Maybe you've already got a business or a side hustle and you just want to see the journey I'm taking and apply it to your own journey. Whether that's through, you know, whether that's through changing your routine, whether that's just getting advice from me, starting up and seeing how my journey differs and getting the potential challenges that I've faced whatever that may be, but you have to be bringing value to others in your content. Now, you also want to bring value to others in the comments of people's content, not yours, but other people's. Also reply to every single comment that you get. But going back to that point about commenting on people's posts, you don't even have to technically make content. You can just reply to a lot of people's posts in the comments. And then over time, you may become friends with those people. And realistically, that's what you want, especially if it's a service-based business like my own. If you become friends with the people, then they're more likely to buy from you or they're more likely to refer you. They have a network. They will most likely refer you to the people that are your potential target audience. If you're in a product-based business, also building friends with those potential customers will help because you never, ever know you never know. I know a guy on LinkedIn, right? And he sells, it's like jars of chili jelly. Never even seen the product before. I've only seen him posting about it and also chatting with him himself. 
never saw it before I met this guy. And it's not to my personal tastes, but I know people that it might be. I've got a lot of friends that love their spices. And if they're, if in one day in conversation, it comes up about spice, I can just drop in the conversation. Oh, I know a guy that does chili jelly. And they might, they might be really intrigued and they might have a look at his website and you never know, they might even buy or they might know someone who will buy. You don't know who people know. So just by bringing value to others, you're automatically putting yourself at the forefront. And if that is through content, then brilliant. If you're not ready to make content, then that's also okay. But do not be afraid to comment on people's posts. Don't be afraid to send out connection requests. Send out friend requests. Just don't be afraid. Build friends, build a community, and just be yourself. Can't stress that point enough. But that's me. That's this week's podcast wrapped. Thank you all so, so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Spending half an hour to an hour listening to me talking about bullet points on a post-it note. To me, it doesn't sound too exciting. But if you are enjoying this, which I know a few of you are, then I really appreciate every single one of you. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out next week's podcast and come back next week. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, wherever you're listening, please leave a review. It's highly appreciated. And if you have any feedback, feel free to message me on my social media, which is in the description. Thanks for listening. And this has been chapter four, episode three of the Building from the Bottom podcast. Have a great week, everyone.